0: Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. I hope everybody has had a good weekend. I hope if you are in, really, most places, uh, pretty much except Florida, I think, uh, you're staying warm. Um, It is, let's see, I'm going to go ahead and let's see what the temperature is right now where I'm at. It is 12 degrees, so a lovely, balmy 12 degrees right now um yeah it's it's been cold (laughs) breaking news uh but not as cold as the cowboys play this (laughs) today as we're gonna get into so we're we're gonna jump right into that debacle and then we'll talk we'll talk good stuff later but um it's amazing to me you know i knew the cowboys were gonna crash and burn in the playoffs somehow i thought i would come against san francisco though i thought you know the you know Three in a row, San Francisco was going to take him out. Um, and so, you know, you got to give kudos to the Cowboys because they do find ways to lose in different in different fashion than ever before. And, yeah, they found a way to lose in an epic way today. I mean, just a complete and utter no-show. Um, at home, I mean, you, you literally are about to set up to get yourself back to the NFC Championship game. And that's where we're at. That's, I mean, th- that's where we're at. We, we don't look forward to Super Bowls anymore. It's more like, well, can we finally get back to the NFC Championship game? Because right now, here are the teams that have not been in a conference championship game that have a longer drought than the Cowboys. Um, the Lions, who are currently playing right now, the commanders or whatever their name is this week. And the Browns. That's it. And I guess you could throw the Texans in there, but they've only been around for like 20 years. So that's the four teams that you're you're in cahoots with, basically. And I'm sure Mike McCarthy's gonna get fired. They may, I mean that that may be, you know, that may be the last time you see Dak Prescott on the field too. I don't know, but it doesn't matter because old Jarrah is still the owner, and and come this September when they have their season opener, it'll be sold out, and there's going to be enough of Cowboy fans that are going to show up to the games. They'll have a really nice start, and then. Rinse and repeat. We'll have another playoff debacle next year. And that's the cycle. So I, I'm i a Cowboys fan, and I want to encourage I, – I still am. But I want to encourage all Cowboys fans, just, just know going in, they're going to disappoint, and they're going to choke in the playoffs. And it makes it easier because now you're just looking for – how are they going to do it this year? It's almost like a it's a fun little soap opera game. You know? That's why I'm not I'm not, I'm not mad about this game. It's more like, well, this is that's a good that's that's an epic way to lose. Um, I don't know how they now. I don't know how they're going to top it next year. That's going to be the challenge for them. How are they going to top the playoff loss this year to next year? Now, maybe next year they won't make the playoffs at all. That, you know, that that might be a, you know, a fun fun, uh, you know, adventure there. I don't know, but you know, this is, this is who you are. You are, you are, um, you are in, in the same category as the lions, Washington commanders, whatever their name is, the Browns and the Texans. And here's the thing, the Browns, they weren't around for like three years. You know, uh, the Texans have only been around 21 years, so you're like it's it's you, the Lions and Washington, and now Dan Snyder's gone. Washington's probably going to get better. Now the Lions, I don't know. We'll see. I mean they're they're up right now seven nothing, but they just had a boneheaded personal foul. Um, but quite frankly, I think I got more faith in the Lions than the Cowboys now. That, I mean, that's, that's where you're at. And, you know, it's going to be rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, getting rid of McCarthy. And don't even start with the talk about, well, maybe they can get Bill Belichick. Why would Bill Belichick go to the Cowboys? What, going from one of the most functional owners in Robert Kraft to one of the most dysfunctional owners in Olvera, Why would Bill Belichick do that when he can pretty much go wherever he wants? There's all the teams want him. What appeal is there? <laughs> you know, it, it, so, no, it's, I don't know. I mean, I guess that'll be interesting to see who they hire as the new coach, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'm, hey, I personally would like, let's get Jimmy Johnson out of retirement because that dude showed more passion on the halftime show today than that Cowboys team showed in the entire game. So I would be perfectly fine with that hire. But beyond that, I mean, who's, who do you bring in? That's, I mean, that's, you're still going to have old Jarrah there. And I don't think you're going to get rid of Dak. And 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 Dak is not the sole problem. He's he's an average quarterback. I mean, he's he's never going to be you know, the Troy Aikman, Roger Staubach, you know, he's never going to be a Patrick Mahomes or Peyton Manning, Tom Brady type quarterback. He's he is a Danny White, Tony Romo type quarterback. So he'll put up really good numbers. But he cannot carry a team to a Super Bowl, much less uh, much less a championship game. So I I still think he probably comes back. Um, I mean, I personally, I, th- I you know, if I were if I were old Jira, I'd blow it up. And you know, yeah, you know, you got you go a couple seasons of one and fifteen or whatever, two wins, but you can you can build. And really, you know, you've got good pieces. It's just the culture is terrible. I mean, th- there's no incentive to do better. And there's going to conti- there's gonna continue to not be an incentive to do better because, you know, they're still going to sell out the stadium next year. I mean, you've still got these fans. They're going to go and they're going to, I mean, they're going to think that, oh, this is the year. And it's not. Rinse and repeat, folks. That's all it's going to be. So I'm going to get off the Cowboys subject. We'll, you know, as my podcast continues, we will continue to have Cowboys disappointments to talk about in the coming years. So it doesn't really matter. So let's get to a bright spot. And that is Texas Tech basketball, who is now 3-0. This time last year, they were 0-4 on their way to an 0-8 start in conference play. They're 3-0. Um, what a game yesterday. I mean, th- th- this was a game that, you know, really for all intensive purposes, it looked like they were going to lose. Um, but they, I mean, they never gave up. They kept chipping away, chipping away and they pull it out in the end and you get yourself to three, and zero. um, just real impressed by this team. This team, I really did not know what to expect. And I, and quite frankly, I didn't really know what to expect going into conference play. Um, you know, you had, you'd played a bunch of, you know, kind of cupcake teams, you know, you you your your two losses. You really looked horrible against uh, Villanova in the um, Bahamas game, and then you know Butler. You had a chance to win. You forced overtime, and you just couldn't get it, pull it out, get it done. Um, but beyond that, you really weren't ch- you know you really weren't challenged by quality opponents. And so you're, you you know you're thinking, um, what are they going to do in the Big Twelve? What what is that going to look like? And um, they've They've proven, I think, a lot of people, skeptics, that, hey, you know, this is this is a team that, that's that got to, uh, certainly has, has a shot to maybe, you know, do something special. Now, you, you've got a, I think you've got a really interesting week ahead. You've got Houston on Wednesday. You're going at Houston. This is the only time you're playing Houston, by the way. And, um, you know, they have now lost two in a row to get themselves to a one and two start. Welcome to the Big 12. So uh, there's going there is going to be a lot of press pressure on Houston to win this game. It's going to be almost pretty much a must win if you want to be in the conference race for Houston on Wednesday. So that's uh, I think it's going to be a huge test for this Texas Tech team. Uh, then you come home and you play BYU on Saturday, and you know this is a BYU team that I, I'm still I still feel like you know they're one and two right now but you know this is a team that was extremely impressive in the non-con season and you know it's yeah it's the I mean it's the Big 12 you you you're going to continue to um you you're, you're going to continue to have to be ready to go every single uh time you you step out on the court but you know McCaslin has put together i think a very good um very good you know team this year and and you just you almost kind of wonder like what if devin cambridge hadn't been injured how much better would this team be um and you know and credit credit this team working past that adversity of losing a guy like devin cambridge and and still able to come out and and play that play the way that they've played um yeah i mean it's 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 just extremely impressive so um, but should be a real like I said, real interesting week. you know, if they lose Wednesday to Houston, hopefully fans don't jump off the you know the bandwagon there because um, you know nobody's gonna go undefeated in the big twelve we'd like for that to happen. it's but not gonna happen. I mean you you know you are by by far the best conference in college basketball and it's not even close. And so you know you're just you know, you're going to be tested every single time you step out on the court <coughs> moving forward. So um, having said that, I am I'm really I am also really bummed that there's no you know Big Twelve SEC challenge this year and that you w- weren't able to work out some sort of maybe Big Twelve Big Ten challenge to um, you know kind of at that end of January time period have have a little bit of non conference action. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping maybe. That could maybe maybe they can kind of work on on getting that put back together at some point. I think that would be a really good thing. But anyway, it, it, basketball is fun again. I think. Bottom line, you know, we're not having to not having to come up on on this podcast and try to explain away. Oh well, it's old eight, but we're on the right track. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, great great win yesterday three and zero. What else can you you know What else can you do? And and you know, looking at the rest of the. Well, I am not entirely sure what happened, but I got cut off. So I was uh, getting ready to talk about the Big Twelve, um, around the Big Twelve, and yeah, I mean, again, it was another another uh, game to, game day that you had all sorts of unexpected losses. Uh, <laughs> Texas losing to West Virginia that was a pretty rough go for them. Um, yeah, they, I don't think Rodney Terry's the guy there. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and come out and say it. Um, you know he. He, he did an admirable job last year in the face of all of the mess that Chris Beard left that uh, program with his actions. But he's not the guy. He, he, he's, he, he was terrible at UTEP. I just think he's better as an assistant coach than as a head coach. Um, again, you had Houston losing another game you had Kansas rebounding from a loss to UCF um earlier this last week Baylor you know kind of pulls it out so they they are also 3 and 0 uh get Cincinnati um yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun conference season and and you know you're going to you're going to have losses you're going to have you know nobody is going to really come out of this this conference unscathed you know um but you know Texas Tech coming off getting off to this great start and you know you just continue to take care of your business at home and you know the the old adage take care of your business at home and split on the road I think you're you're, you're gonna be fine and this has been a really impressive team um, so far so all right let's shift gears and let's talk about coaches because last week was a pretty interesting week for Old coaches, quite frankly, um, it started on Wednesday with the well, Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday. probably Wednesday morning, and you know, the news started to leak out that Pete Carroll was not going to be coming back to Seattle. Uh, they, they, they fired him, and there's no, no other which way about it. They, they end up firing Pete Carroll. Uh, very surprising, you know. I didn't think they had that bad of a season. You know, it's really seemed like when they, since they made the trade for, uh, since they, you know, shipped Russell Wilson off to Denver, that, you know, Seattle was in rebuild mode, and it and it it seemed like that their rebuild was kind of very closely mirroring the rebuild that they did when they got themselves, you know, into the Super Bowl two years in a row, two years in a row, and winning one of those. Um, you know they were building their defense. They they brought on Geno Smith, and you know Geno Smith, uh, I thought has has done pretty decent. Now again, he's not he's not an upper echelon quarterback, but really and truly, you know Russell Wilson. the, the two years that they won the Super Bowl, Russell Wilson wasn't you know a Peyton Manning, um, Aaron Rodgers type quarterback. He was. You know, he, he 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 played very efficiently. But, you know, you weren't putting the game on his shoulders. And he was, you know, you had the Legion of Boom defense that you were really putting that on there. And then you had Marshawn Lynch, you know, obviously as well. Um, again, they they end up finishing. What did they end up finishing? It was like 9-8. and eight. They missed out on the playoffs. <clears throat> I think it's very interesting. Um, you know, the rumor is... Dan Quinn is kind of the big, the main target there. I kind of, I mean, I can't help but wonder if they're kind of kicking themselves after the, you know, the Cowboys game today, because you know, really, it was a collective collapse of the Dallas Cowboys, and you're you're kind of looking around that, you know, Dan Quinn, um, you know, he he should be held as much accountable as, as, as you know, anybody else on that coaching staff. So, um, you know, Pete Carroll, I, I really never cared for him at USC. I never – I cannot stand, you know, those USA teams with you know, liner and Bush. And it felt like, you know, ESPN was just so bent on anointing them as the greatest, even though, you know – even though you could kind of look look around and see, okay, there's some there's some there's some things that you can kind of look at. There's some holes in this team, there's some weaknesses in this team. But um, you know, real impressed with what he did in Seattle. And, you know, this was when when they made that hire, I, I thought, okay, that's kind of a weird hire. You know, this was someone that had had been in the NFL with the Jets and the Patriots and and really didn't do much with either of those teams. Um, but he made it work in Seattle, and and you know for, f- you know for a few years, and that's kind of what's interesting to think about too is they only end up with one Super Bowl out of those, you know Legion of Boom teams, and you know Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson, um, you know it, it's it, you kind of think well what if he had run the ball in the in that Super Bowl forty. Uh, 49 game against the Patriots that would have been a very interesting thing about the legacy of Brady and Belichick because you know that was the beginning of the second you know dynasty with the Patriots when they were able to get you know three more um, Super Bowl championships in that second second half of, of Brady's career but you know what if Pete Carroll had led them to two straight Super Bowls what what would have what would that have looked like you know so um i think most likely he's probably done coaching i don't think the whole seattle thing is going to last where he's working um they're kind of kicking him upstairs to some sort of office type role i don't think he's very enthusiastic about that and so i don't see that lasting very long you know moving forward um, you know, could, could he end up, could he end up with another team? I don't know. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I think his desire to coach versus, you know, the, the, you know, the other one, other NFL coach we're talking about in a minute. I just, I think there's, it's a little bit less. And, um, so I think Pete Carroll is probably done, um, as a coach. Now there's Belichick, and, you know, there had been a lot of kind of whisper in the wind about Bill Belichick, if this was it for him, Um, you know, and it, obviously, it had collapsed with the Patriots post-Brady, and certainly this year was, I mean, it was an unmitigated disaster um, for the Patriots, you know, Um, but I kind of still was a bit surprised. I thought, you know, he probably would could earn an opportunity to come back, and especially you know, in the early part of the week when, you know, Belichick pretty much said all the right things talking about, you know, he was willing to relinquish power, things like that. Um, ultimately, you know, obviously Bob Kraft wanted to make the change. And so we end up, um uh, Belichick is gone. They, they end up hiring Jared Mayo. That should be interesting. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, he's like the, you know, he's, he was kind of like Belichick in the locker room as a player. Um, you know i don't know i it, it's hard when you have a great thing going like the patriots had it's really hard to continue to replicate that success you know you look at you know look at other past dynasties you know look at the chicago bulls you know they've ne- they've not been relevant since they broke up the team in 1998 um you know look at the lakers you know have have kind of gone in and out of of relevancy or you know in football the obviously the cowboys a good example the 49ers have had their you know you know they had that run with bill walsh and then later you got one super bowl with george seifert um but then you know they went through periods of time where you know they were you know they they went through a real bad period of time where they were I mean, it seemed like they were hiring firing and hiring new coach like every 3 years and they could not they could not find the right guy um you know um, so it, it's, it's, it's kind of hard a lot of times to duplicate that success, but, you know, looking at the, you know, you're looking at the AFC East, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, clearly, uh, the Jets are the Jets. I don't, I think they're going to continue to be dysfunctional. Um, you know, Buffalo, you, you, have to wonder, is this, is this year kind of the last, Hurrah um with this current incarnation with Josh Allen the people you've built around him you know uh Miami seems like a team that they're they're good at beating really bad teams but then they're just they they can't get it done in the playoffs you wonder if if they can kind of maybe make that next step so it's not like you're in like the AFC West where you know it's just a, it's it's a gauntlet you know in the homes and everybody's you know Running all cylinders, so, Um, but yeah, should be interesting. And then finally, you know, you had the announcement of Nick Saban retiring. You know, there had been a lot of uh, kind of, you know, I'd heard some chatter. You know, pretty much all year there was rumors that that this was going to be a decision he was going to make, but still comes as a big surprise. Um, and you you gotta respect the guy. You know he he basically made it very clear. And it's this is nothing about you know there are people saying well he's leaving because of nil he's leaving because of transfer portal. No, he just he's leaving because he's you know in his seventies and wants to enjoy retirement. And you know, God bless him for that. He does he deserves to have that have that time. Um, you know he's 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 had his run, and you know certainly you know I, I obviously am not old enough to remember the Bear Bryant years. Um, at Alabama but it has certainly felt like um, this you know Nick Saban run that he's been on very seemed, seems very similar to Bear Bryant just in, in in you know Alabama was always a team that was in the mix for the national championship and it was with different quarterbacks different personnel and you know he he, he figured out ways to win and you just kind of you know you kind of wonder you know, he's another what if you know if he hadn't left to go to the dolphins would he have stayed at lsu and have done the same thing um i think he probably i think he probably would have honestly uh, you know lsu is is a program where you know you can win as as been illustrated by you know several coaches you can win there um pretty consistently so um Anyway, um, that's kind of it'll be interesting to see. You know, as far as replacements for Alabama, you ended up with the uh, Caleb uh, DeBoer, um, fresh off of losing the national championship to Michigan. I, that's going to be an interesting interesting thing to watch if that's if that's a hire that um, that works out. I don't know. I'm I'm not really. I don't know. It's going to be interesting, and. But I, you know, I think I think he probably was. There were probably several other calls that they made, and and he was probably the one that said yes to it. So, um, but I, I don't think Alabama is going to be the Alabama that they've been over this, you know, seventeen years, and and you know, they'll probably, I don't, I, they'll, I mean, they'll probably still be a consistent winner, but it's going to be hard to replicate the the Nick Saban success. Bottom line. So, all right, we've got one little bit left to talk about. We're talk about just kind of in general NFL playoff thoughts, which we still have basically three games uh, going on. You've got the Lions um, playing Lions and Rams playing right now, which um, the Rams just scored to make it a fourteen to ten game. I'm for the Lions. I think it'd be awesome to see the Lions win. You know. I don't think either team can beat San Francisco. I, it, to me, it's San Francisco. It, 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 the NF, it's their NFC championship to lose. I just, they're, none of the teams around um, have any, I think, real shot of beating them. You know, the the game tomorrow, the Eagles and Buccaneers, it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, the Eagles have kind of been falling apart as of late. There's even been talk that if they lose that, you know, Nick Sirianni could be fired. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, they have fallen apart very quickly, which has been a shocker. Um, you, you obviously, you know, kudos to the Packers. Um, but I don't think I can't, I can't see them winning against San Francisco next week, you know, in uh, at their home, home field. So AFC, you know, the chiefs get it done last night and the negative, whatever 35 degrees it was, which I am going to have a gripe about that. Not about the cold, but the peacock thing. I know that's where we're headed, but it still is irritating as all get out that, you know, we're going to have to have all these different streaming services we have to pay for to watch a game. Um, yeah. And just imagine I, they're going to do it with the Cowboys next year. And you're going to have a lot of Cowboys fans that are really going to be uh, <laughs> going nuts. But, you know, Chiefs. Chiefs will play the winner of the Bills Steelers. At this point, the plan is that's going to be played tomorrow. Um, been, the weather was kind of rough in Buffalo as it usually is in January. I think Buffalo wins that game, so I think you're you're setting up a Chiefs Bills game in Buffalo. That'll be an interesting game to watch because you know Buffalo has had the Chiefs number. They haven't been able to do it in the playoffs against the Chiefs. You know, um, and this will be Patrick Mahome's first road playoff game if if Buffalo ends up winning, and what a, what a, what an interesting road play road playoff game to go to having to go to Buffalo, who knows what the weather's gonna look like when they play but um yeah I I honestly am kind of leaning towards Buffalo right now because I do think the, the chiefs the chiefs got it done last night but you the weaknesses that you have had all year still were pretty well exposed um although Rasheed Rice he is he has really come on strong and which is a good thing but yeah I I would lean Buffalo in that game you know in the other matchup you would have Baltimore and Houston I think Houston wins that or excuse me not Houston I think Baltimore probably does end up beating Houston um D'Amico Ryan should be coach of the year by the way um there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it for what he's been able to do with that team, you know, so, but it, that's a hard ask to ask a rookie quarterback to go on the road for a road playoff game, I just, I don't think they can get it done, but, uh, you know, also, it would set up, I think, a Baltimore-Buffalo AFC championship game, I would lean Buffalo, I, I'm, it it would be the battle of like teams I really don't trust <laughs> In the playoffs uh, And I think I trust The Bills a little bit more so, it, so I'm thinking Buffalo, San Francisco And Yeah, we'll talk more about that one later <laughs> If it's that So Alright, that will do it For this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter show I hope everybody has a good rest of the week Um Plan will be, uh, I'll record probably, well, depending on when the Chiefs play next week. It could be maybe a Sunday afternoon or Saturday night. Um, or if, if the Chiefs are, are a Sunday game, I'll, I'll record after them. So just kind of stay tuned. But I hope everybody has a great week. And I will see you next week on The Chris Carpenter Show.